0: Welcome everyone who is joining us, either on our webpage or YouTube or Facebook, as we celebrate today the third Sunday of Easter. What I want to do today is sort of continue the theme of the Triduum um, and Easter Sunday. I spent a lot of time focusing on the concept of home. And on the first day talked about Jerusalem, the city of Jerusalem as home, as a place of safety from the darkness and the chaos that lies beyond the walls of Jerusalem. And so what do we see here today, we see on Easter day towards the evening, what is happening is these two disciples are walking away from Jerusalem. They're walking away from the safety of that home. And in particular, the sun is going down. It is the evening approaching which means they're walking into darkness. And so this walking away from home and this walking into darkness sort of symbolizes their interior state as they reveal to Jesus. They are disappointed. They're disappointed. Their hope has been shattered because of the expectations they had. They'd expected Jesus to be the one who was going to redeem Israel. But, of course, they had their own expectations of the way it was going to happen. And so they hear, they know about Jesus' death, even though they hear that he is alive, even though they haven't seen it yet. All they know is the disappointment. Their hopes have been shattered. What they thought Jesus was going to be. And as a result of this, they leave home. They're walking away into the darkness discouraged and disappointed. And We've all had that experience. Whenever we've had some discouraging news, whenever there's been a disappointment in our lives, whenever things didn't turn out the way we had expected them to, we have that tendency to want to leave home, to go away into the darkness, away from that place of safety, away from the place of security. I usually like to talk about this, that so often I see people who go through difficult times in their lives, who are disappointed, a relationship falls apart, they lose their job, they go through a difficult time in prayer. And so what they do is they move away from God. They move away from the Eucharist. They move away from the safety and the warmth of the community. It's like sort of being cold. And so instead of moving towards the fire, you move further away. And that's so often what happens whenever we get discouraged and encounter darkness, instead of drawing closer to the fire, which is there, the, the, the warmth that's there, the heart of the home, we go further away into the darkness and cold. But the consolation is, for us, is that Jesus is there with them, accompanying them on the journey, walking with them into the darkness. Now, they don't recognize him. They're prevented from recognizing him. But he's still there. And sort of like that poem, you know, or the, 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 sand, the footprints in the sand. Even though we don't recognize it, Jesus is still there accompanying us into the darkness. He never abandons us. But what I think is important is that he gradually reveals himself to the disciples. And so often when we go into this darkness, we want an answer right away. We want the sun to light up and we want it all to make sense and we want to understand it. That Jesus just to dispel the darkness, but that's not generally how it works. And it's evidenced here is that Jesus is gradually revealing himself to them, even though they don't recognize it. Even though it seems to be getting darker and they're further away from home. Jesus never abandons them, but takes them where they are at and continually walks with them. Until what? Until they reach Emmaus. And of course, we see the revelation of who he is in the breaking of the bread. So what's the purpose here? What is the purpose of Jesus walking with them on this journey? And I think we can go back to this idea of home, but also the idea of heart. Christ in his resurrected body, his heart would have been opened. It would be that home that could be the gateway to the Father. And so what's happening is, is Jesus revealing himself to these disciples. He is opening up his heart so that they can find a home there. Even though they're not in the physical walls of Jerusalem, in the physical walls of their house that they would have celebrated Passover in, Christ is saying, now, if you live in my heart, if you allow me to walk with you, and you walk with me, you can find a home in me. That no matter where you are, no matter what you feel like, no matter how dark it feels, you can still find a home in my heart. And that's the thing. So often we find, because of our shame, our disappointment, we want to stay in the darkness away from the heart of the Lord. I'm going to be like that older son who says, I'm not going into the father's house. But what Jesus is saying here is the home is going to follow you. It doesn't matter where you go. Christ's heart is there. You always have a home, even though sometimes you don't recognize it. But if we really pay attention to the text, there's something much deeper going on here. Yes, indeed. Christ, the Christ who is the new Jerusalem, who is the kingdom of God on earth, who is the home, the Father's house, is journeying with him outside of the physical home of Jerusalem. The real message and the real goal is something I talked about on Easter, is that truly instead of us finding a home in the heart of Christ, Christ wants to find a home in our own hearts. He wants to dwell there. And there's some pretty clear evidence of that in the gospel reading today. Whenever they get to Emmaus, what does the passage say? It says that he went in to stay with them, into their lodging or to their home. Christ stays there. So he has that desire, that longing to stay in our own hearts through the gift of baptism and the indwelling Trinity, but also through the gift of the Eucharist the breaking of the bread becomes that symbol of the Eucharist. It is there in the breaking of the bread when we receive the body and blood, soul, and the divinity of Jesus that we become a living tabernacle. Christ comes to dwell in us. He comes to make a home in our bodies, to make a home in our hearts. And it's in that final passage where they say, weren't our hearts burning when he opened up the scriptures to us? Why? Because he, through the word of God, through the Spirit, began to dwell in their hearts even along the way. They had to sort of look at it in retrospect to see the Lord had never abandoned them, that they had been in his heart, but more importantly, he had been in their hearts. That fire burning because Christ now dwells within them. So much more than they did before, they come to realize it, that in their hearts, Christ has made their dwelling place. And this brings me to sort of my my last point, and it's something that maybe I alluded to, or I definitely alluded to, about the resurrection being a Trinitarian event. As Christians and Catholics, we believe that God is one God, three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And there's a little word we use in Trinitarian theology, one I've always liked, a phrase is, even though we believe that there's one God and they're separate, that all three persons indwell at each other. While remaining separate, there is a mutual indwelling. The Father, Son, and Spirit sort of all dwelling within each other. It's the Greek term perichoresis. peri means around. Choresis, coming from the chorus or choral, uh, dancing. Dancing around, a in, mutual indwelling, a mutual dancing, a perichoratic indwelling. And so this is the gift that Christ gives us if we're going to extend and sort of wrap up our reflections on home and heart, that indeed, just like Father, Son, and Spirit in the Trinity, in our relationship with Christ, and our relationship with God, there is the same perichoratic indwelling. Our, our, we exist in Christ's heart, but Christ exists in ours. There's a mutual finding of a home. There's a mutual indwelling as we on earth, as human be- beings, in the image and likeness of God, really begin to participate in that life of the Trinity, that our true home heaven comes alive here on earth in baptism, and the Eucharist, in Christ, and all those things, but in the way that we begin to participate in that very life by us dwelling in the heart of Christ and Christ dwelling in our hearts, a mutual indwelling, an exchange of love. Amen.